Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. Do you see this? It's hard to see. There's like a little nib on this that's like yeah. a pore spout. And because that pore spout was there, I couldn't get my wine opener on. Like it wouldn't. Go like to, the electric one? Yeah, it wouldn't get down far enough. So I had so I couldn't I had to find a different one and I couldn't find one. So I just shoved a knife into the top of it and I just sh- like ye- yeeted the entire cork right into it, exploded the bottle. So nice. This, this, this wine had better be worth it after the the tumult that it has caused me. You you had to be a savage and find a corkscrew and you didn't have one. Yeah. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the Tunnel of Love, it's Tim Hansen. Why can't I ever just be at home? Because <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. Is the Valentine's Day episode? Yeah, I, I mean that's that's a good reason to be in the tunnel of love. Yeah, man, tunnel of love. Yeah, just just out down there, like probably smooching, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Awesome, great, awesome. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a week, so I need tonight. Uh, a, <laughs> dude, a freaking men to that. There are just some weeks like where you just like. There are some weeks where it's like, okay, this is fine. You know, this is a salvageable week or like even a good one. Not a lot of those in the last couple of months, but usually it's like a salvageable week. And there are just weeks where we just get to the Friday at five, five o'clock or whatever it is. And you're just like, <sighs> and you just decompress <laughs> and uh, you're ready to roll in like two days. But uh, but yeah, there's some days where you, you, you've earned your weekend. You've earned so, your Friday night. So it's it's been such a week that at some point over the course of the next three episodes... Uh, there will be a sweetened story. Um, it is going to turn into uh, Richie's Raging Rotisserie because I have a bunch of things I want to talk about. <laughs> rotisserie's that rage? sounds delicious. <laughs> this is like a, a very angry chicken over a spit that you're going to be turning? It's a spicy chicken. Oh. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he said Raging, he meant Cajun. Yeah, <laughs> Raging, Cajun. Uh. You need that alliteration, so I had to go with Raging instead of Cajun. <laughs> raging Rotisserie is certainly <laughs> something I was not expecting to hear on this show, but here we are. Uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Now, the premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious, crisp, refreshing glass of rosé. And it's fancy because I rolled the R. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Come. But before we get to those questions, we must start 
with the award-winning part of our show, the one that gets people going, the one that people flock to. Most people, in fact, I've looked at the metadata, and this is shocking. As soon as this segment is done, turn off the podcast. Not even interested in anything but hearing us discuss what wines we are drinking. The part Sean's mom expressly asks us to do every episode. Yeah, she's adamant about how much she loves this specific part. The funny thing is, the one thing that you, that the four of us talk about more than anything off the air is how much we want to get rid of this segment. But then we we, we return it. No, 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 no. Sean's mom (laughs) insists upon us doing this week in and week out. And so here we are doing our public service by telling you what wines we are drinking tonight and describing them. Uh, Tim Hansen, why don't you go first? All right. I am drinking Westmount. It is a Pinot Noir Rosé from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Oh, yeah. And it is delicious. So it's been a while since I've had a Pinot Noir Rosé. It has, like, not a super dark color, but the the depth of flavor is just, mwah. It reminds me of why I like reds, uh, because most rosés are very just, like, everything everything's on the front. So once you get that initial hit of flavor, it's just kind of like, all right, now I just have dry in my mouth. Uh, and, and this is a wet wine. Splash. Uh, it's it's delicious. I love it. This I, is the second Willamette Valley wine we've had in a few episodes. I was about to say, the only reason I know the Willamette Valley is because that's the final destination in Oregon Trail. So, Tim, is this, oh, this wine... This is what we talked about last it's, time. It's yeah. the exact thing you said last time. Yeah, so, I know. Matt. And I, I want to confirm with Tim real quick. Is this wine worth traveling in a Conestoga wagon across the Midwest of the United States, fording the Dallas at the end uh, to get to? Definitely. (laughs) Good, good, good. (laughs) Uh, Rich, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, this big boy right here named Foxhorn Vineyards White Zinfandel. Uh, So I I went to a liquor store today uh, pretty early in the morning, uh, and, and I... Wanted to find like the coolest bottle I found. This one has a fox on it. It's adorable, but I don't have high expectations for it because it was covered in dust when I bought it and only ten dollars. <laughs> it is super fruity and pretty damn good. Wow. I, Surprising. I, maybe it was my low expectations that making me that are making me like this more. But it's I like it. I like it. Excellent. I like it a lot. Excellent. Um now I I know the Willamette Valley from being in the Oregon Trail. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's the wrong part of the script. He's I just, just stuck. Stupid, stupid, man. Hold on. Yeah, Matt, next, next, next part of the prompter. Next part of the prompter. Yeah, God damn it. Take Hold a run on. The scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Right. Act surprised. Okay. Sean O'Brien, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Lanzarote or Lanzarote. It is a Rosado. And it is not great. Uh, <laughs> it tastes like a it tastes like a wine a grandmom would like, like who doesn't okay. really know anything about wine. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. But if you tasted this, you'd be like, "Yeah, a grandmom would like this wine." Now I have to have it just so I can really. It, it tastes like it tastes like when you're little and your grandmom's like, "You want to try some of this wine?" And you're like, "Okay," and then you try it and you're like, "Gross!" It tastes like that. <laughs> Like, it tastes like wine when you haven't had wine and you don't know what it's supposed to taste like. I, I, I'm envisioning, like, a mulled spice wine, but not good. It's pretty much, yeah. It's, like, it's okay. just not good. No, A, it's B, like when I was, uh, B, C, yeah, I, I, D. D plus. B, C, D. Wow. I was trying to give it a grade, but I was I was starting so high because I've, I've had such luck <laughs> I've made a recently. Mistake. Yeah. Yeah. 
it reminds me of uh, when I was younger, my mom would read me Treasure Island. And uh, at some point, they kept referencing uh, rum because uh, Captain Long John Silver drank rum in the show. I was like, Mom, what's rum? Mom, what's rum? Eventually, she was like, fine, here's a sip of rum. And I, I don't even know what kind of rum we had in the house. We weren't a liquor-drinking household by any stretch. <laughs> so whatever this was, I, I can only assume it was supposed to be used for, like, cleaning pipes or something. Uh, and then she put it on my tongue, and I was like, bleh! And, uh, and I didn't have rum again until I was uh, <clears throat> 21 years old, exactly. Uh, so... Tonight, I am drinking Berry Cream Rosé. This is a, a gift from my, my godmother. Thank you very much. Shout out to, to Linda McKay. Uh, knowing that I do a podcast uh, where I drink wine all the time makes it very easy to make uh, to get gifts for me. I've only had a couple of sips of this one so far. It's pretty solid. Uh, the notes on the back say, Harvested from our coastal vineyards, the nose of our Berry Cream Rosé offers soft strawberry and citrus aromas, along with floral and spice notes. The palate displays balanced acidity with flavors of succulent strawberry, lime zest, and dark cherry finishing smooth and crisp. Ideal with salmon, sushi, pulled pork, or BLTA sandwiches. I guess A is avocado. Avocado. California wine. Uh, yeah, this this wine pays homage to all the very licious goodies our grandmother made. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So I have... The first round of questions, and as as we mentioned before, uh, we're recording this on Friday, February twelfth. You're going to hear this uh, the following Tuesday, which means that over this weekend, it's Valentine's Day. Mm. Yeah. So uh, turn on uh, "I Want to Know" by Joe and buckle in for this episode of Rose. Rose, I can't talk. Uh, the the first question. <laughs> How do you know when you love someone? How do you know when you love someone? <clears throat> that sounds I, like an emotional question that I'm not equipped to answer. <laughs> I can I can answer this quite easily. I I, I don't I don't yeah. know. <laughs> mm. So like like even in a romantic way, like uh, do you know like as far as friendship, even like just overall the the concept of love. Love, <laughs> love, love. <laughs> with a W. Yeah. With an Earth W. Anyone? 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 Oh, I not, not all at once, guys. <laughs> so, I, so I knew that I loved Mary, and it's this. It's this is still true today. When I started thinking about things that were going to happen in the future, and accounting for Mary during those thoughts, when I was like, okay, in like a year or so I'll probably get a new job. Like, I think I was working at edible arrangements at the time. Like, okay, I'm going to get a new job. And then like, what are me, uh, Mary and Jake going to be doing? And so that was for me, the real, like, okay, I see it's seeing a future with them for me Mm -hmm. and, and, and wanting them to be there for that. And that's still the case. Like when I'm thinking about like even a couple months in the future, like what are Mary and I going to do? And thinking of us as a unit, as opposed to separate. Right. That's a good way of putting it. And similarly, I think I think with me it was, um, with with my wife Jenna, it was, uh, whenever I made plans, it was like I couldn't imagine doing X, Y, or Z without her. Like it was okay. Well, obviously we're going to you know this this game, and of course the first person I'm going to call is, is is Jenna, or the first person you know obviously you know 
when I switch jobs, I'm going to talk it over with her or, you know, any plan that I had in the future, like, oh, when I have this big vacation and, and Jenna will be there with me as well. And, you know, all this stuff, like any future plan, it was like, of course, Jenna's there. Like, you know, and th this was, you know, only, you know, even just a few months into the relationship, it was like, oh, yeah, obviously, like, you know, it just it felt right. So I think it was not being able to picture a future without her, I think, was was part mm -hmm. of it. How about you, Tim? Uh, similar. I don't know if I would define that as when I when I realized I loved Martha. I, I always find that a hard like pin to point. Um, but a absolutely, anyone I love that it's just like anything that would even remotely be tangentially related. It's like, well, of course this person is going to be there. Why wouldn't they? Um that that just we are like sean said a unit like there is no like me and her it is an us um for for me it's more of the uh it's gonna sound cheesy but emotional longing mm -hmm. like anybody i've dated it's just kind of like more of a i guess i'll go see k1 today or <laughs> Or anything along those lines. Sure. Whereas, like, off the cuff, it'll just be like, I wonder what Martha's doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds dumb, and that sounds like high school, but to me, I never really had that. Mm -hmm. If you weren't in my immediate purview, I didn't care. Uh, and I know that sounds really fucked up, uh, but I didn't. No, it's like the idea that, like, your your girlfriend in high school is, like, behind you to the left, and you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> Tim with I no mean, object that... permanence, just, just like the second she leaves his vision. Yeah. Listen, that about sums that up, so you're, you're on point there. Um, but, but also, starting, this isn't necessarily love, but uh, starting to actually genuinely care what that person thinks of me. As we've discussed, I automatically assume everyone hates me. And for the most part, I don't care. Hmm. But then it's uh, w when I start to care about that, that's just like, oh, okay, this matters now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like having that impression, like, okay, what impression am I giving off to this person? Like, you know, what do they think of me based on X? Like, you know, like, do I, do they see me as reliable? Do they see me as you know, somebody who they can, they can count on or, or what have you. So, yeah, that's a lot of, for friend love for me is that mm -hmm. it's like making like me actually caring. Like I don't get anxious about what I've said in front of people. I don't know, but I do like after a party, you do that like mental recollection. Like, did I upset anybody? <laughs> did <laughs> yeah. I, is anybody mad at me? Did I say anything stupid? Yep. And like, usually the answer is yes, but you know, it works out. Now, Rich, you, you said, oh, I, I, you don't know the feeling yet, but, like, have you ever felt that you have, like, is there a moment where you've been like, I feel like I love this person, or I feel like I, I, I know that I love this person? Yeah, I, I haven't been in many lasting relationships, but uh, there, there, was, there was one that I was in that at one point, uh, not too long after we actually started seeing each other, and... It was actually on Valentine's Day. I almost did tell them I love them, but I didn't think they were ready to hear it. Um, I didn't think they would be ready or at that part so point, so I didn't want to say it and then scare them off. Um, and it was kind of just like I, I, it was I like I had done everything I could to 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 show them how I, that I cared about them, 
and the point that I knew it was when I found out how much they cared about me and went to an extent to get me something I was looking for and couldn't find. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain well, for me, at least. It's reciprocal. But, yeah. You know, like you say, I think that can play a huge part in it, just knowing yeah. that that person is looking out for you. Even yeah, it in was... small, especially in small seemingly insignificant ways yeah it was it was our first valentine's day together and we had really only known each other for less than a year only had been dating really for a handful of months Mm -hmm. and it was just the fact that she like i was looking for a an an eagle's beanie and i couldn't find one right before the the uh the parade after they won the super bowl I could not find one. And then for Valentine's Day, she had gotten me one. And oh. I was just like, she she knows nothing about sports, does not care about sports. But the fact that this is something that she remembered and that she got me, it just like, it was reciprocal that we both had strong feelings for each other. And that's mm-hmm. when like, I, 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 I opened it up. I was like, oh my God. I, and then stopped at the yell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thank you so much. Because yeah. I wasn't sure if she was there or not. Mm-hmm probably one of my bigger mistakes in that relationship is not just saying it oh my god a labrador retriever is the kind of dog <laughs> that i would like <laughs> yeah, yeah at this present moment <laughs> yeah i would exactly. love a labrador retriever and just that <laughs> yeah yeah no, i hear you i hear you it's it's a it's a big step yeah and like the like getting that reciprocation like getting that that oh yeah i love you too i'm like yeah. hey that was good that worked <laughs> Yeah, I think another sign, and this is not just relationship-wise, but friendship-wise, uh, is being able to tell them something that you haven't told many people. Telling stories that, like, you can, you know you can trust them to not divulge your secrets to people you wouldn't want them to talk about it to. That, like, that that is a sign of love. Like, I, I know I can trust them. And similarly, that you will not be judged for it. Like yeah. you trust them enough yeah. to be like, I am going to give you this information about me, something that happens, something about me, so on and so forth. And because I, I think you're not going to end up hurting me with it, essentially. I know. I'm sure Sean and Mary have judged <clears throat> me so many times after a Pizza Tuesday with but, all the stories listen, I've told them. We'll never let, let you me, know yeah. that. Like that's, that, well, that. I mean, not, not, that sounds never tell. that never sounds tell. bad, but like if. It, I think you have to obviously you're going to have judgments about things regardless. Yeah. But yeah. like not like letting the letting people know that it, that's an it's an okay space to tell you is what's important yeah, yeah. in a loving relationship. Yeah. It's like you can tell me I'm going to feel a way, I'm going to feel a certain way about it and I'll tell you that. And also knowing that you can like come back like if you were to say something that like you were upset about it and it's like, well, let me, let's look at it this way. Let's shift it a little bit that you also aren't going to be like, get defensive about that. Yeah. And like, because it is both, because both of these things are coming from places of love as, and so like, it's not, no one's ever, when you're not, there's no competitiveness in a loving relationship, which is mm-hmm. super great. Cause I'm not a competitive person. <laughs> I would <think. laughs> Well, and also, Rich, going back to there'd be nothing to judge if you wouldn't order like curly endive pizza with hard tack and artichokes on it. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe just relax on your pizza order and there won't be anything to judge. 
<laughs> Look, I only got Hawaiian pizza once in there. So. Disgusting. Disgusting. And Absolutely they had foul. to set it on fire, move houses. <laughs> and actually burned every picture of you afterwards. <laughs> I, there, there was one time where Snake wanted Hawaiian pizza. Mm. And so actually, this was probably my second time ordering Hawaiian pizza there because I was like, you know what? I'll get it because I know I like it just in case you don't. Mm-hmm. Got it. Understood. Understood. Blaming the child. Got it. Uh, <laughs> they make excellent scapegoats. <laughs> Our next question. What couple that you know personally do you look up to? Hashtag relationship goals. So what couple do you personally know and you look up to? Hmm. A lot. Hmm. This is a this is a tough question. Um, uh, I, I will say candidly, uh, the the relationships that I see you Tim and Martha and you Sean and Mary have are are always encouraging because there are always aspects of those relationships. That I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like I like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I like th- like those. Genuinely, I feel like I I'm very lucky in that my my friends uh, have have very have excellent partners for them, and so I, I look up to them for that. Um. Yeah, I Boy, think about that a lot as... where I'm like I like I look up to your relationships both you and Tim, Matt. But I'm like I could not be in relationships with either party. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. you guys You wouldn't be in a relationship with me that's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what like, a dick. Yeah, totally. But but like you know what I mean? I do yeah. I do genuinely like mm-hmm. you guys are compatible in a way that I think is really special. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I look at like the way you guys are able to live your, live your truths. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, I, I really like that. Yeah. This, this is, it's interesting because I think we all sort of take little things from each relationship that we see, whether it is something affirmative, like, Oh, it's nice that they do that. Or it's nice that they, they communicate in that way or things that we go, Oh geez, I would never do that with, with, you know, my, my partner or whatever. Um, so I don't know. It's also hard <laughs> because candidly, I haven't interacted with a lot of couples over the last 12 months. So I don't have, <laughs> you know, there's no recent examples coming up for me right now. What about you guys? Uh, I mean, I was going to say both of y'all for the same reasons <laughs> you've already said mm, smooches. Cause, cause I'm not done fawning over my bros. Um, <laughs> But that, that, the, the same thing kind of harkens back to what Richie was saying in uh, the last question of like being comfortable with that person and like feel no judgment, like living that partnership with your partners and how open and on the same page you guys are. Uh, we sometimes struggle with communication, but like we strive for exactly that. But I'm still that I still have that comfort that it's like I am me. And I don't care. I don't know if that came across how I wanted it to, but whatever. Um, outside of that, my boss, uh, her and her husband have a great relationship. And Ryan is hilarious. And they both understand like the limitations of each other's expertise or what they're into. But they're also still like very supportive and passionate about each other's interests and stuff like that. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. A- any, any partnership where the partners lift each other up and show genuine interest and not just general disdain is always a positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always good. Uh, positive reaffirmation and 
mm-hmm. and uh, it seems like you are genuinely good for that person. Um, I, boy, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, the friend friend of the show, former co-host of the show, uh, Vince Guida and his his lovely wife. Uh, I genuinely like that because like they have found they are. Like I've known Vince for a long while, and obviously, Rich, your your family with Vince, you've known him for for quite a long time as well. Like a little bit, a, a little bit, bit. just, just a, few a years. smidgen, smidgen a few years. years, couple Who of days. Are we talking about who's Vince here and there? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, he's the guy who set CVS on fire. Uh, a couple. It's, it's the other ago. cousin. The other yeah, that cousin. other one. Um, but that that relationship is really good because it's just like that is at least from from an outsider from from my perspective seems like a very simpatico relationship like they 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 have discussed what they want they know what he what they want they know what the the, the couple wants like i i am i i do look up to that relationship in a way and i feel bad because i haven't talked to Vince in a little bit but uh but like that relationship is also one that i that i hold in, in some esteem mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. totes like i yeah. will bust on vince's i'll bust on vince whenever uh, just because it's entertaining. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes, uh, it, it comes from a place of just like you're too cute. How can I not make fun of you? Look how adorable you are. Like that kind puppy. of who's a good boy. Like, and I, like you said, their their relationship has been like that almost seemingly from the get, mm-hmm. and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, actually, it's uh, none of you guys. I look at all your relationships, and I'm just like, I don't get it. Fair. I really don't. No, no. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm obviously kidding. Uh, it is primarily mo- all, all of you guys. Uh, like everyone in this friend group who is in a relationship, I look at your at, at all of your relationships. Like uh, you three with your wives, uh, Vince with his wife, um, even like uh, 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 others in the friend group that haven't even been on this show. I look at them and their partners and I'm just like, these are good relationships. These are relationship goals. Like all of like everyone has their, their pluses and minuses. And I like you, you all compliment them so perfectly for each other that it's just, yeah, there's not many relationships that I look at and say, nah, I just, I don't get it. Not goals. Well, there are relationships that I'm like, I don't understand. But I think even those relationships, I'm like, man, they're making it work. And I don't like, cause it's never, and I don't know how, yeah, but, yeah. but it's never, it's never like I I'm seeing them fighting all the time. It's just like, I just don't understand how these two seemingly incompatible people are making this work, but they are, and they love each other and very much, mm-hmm. you know, we have those people in our friend group too. You're just like, like I know you're talking happened. about me and Tim. <laughs> yeah, but, but I know like, you're talking about me and Tim. I called it. But I'm it's like, true. I'm all about it. <sighs> yeah, I I think though yeah. I do yeah. kind of do the inverse of this a lot, where I look at like, not to crap on older people, but I look on relationships that are just like like older people who are still married who just like despise each other (laughs) and it's like they're only still together because they've been together for so long at this point like i look at those relationships as like how not to's you know what i mean like the the anti-relationship goals where i'm like i i just don't want to ever get to a point where mary's at a party that i'm not at just shit talking me (laughs) 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 yeah and, and I, I it's I just know. like the Lockhart's that uh that yeah. that panel that single panel comic strip where it's just like yeah take my wife please like every yeah. single week. <laughs> I, I 
I know one or two relationships that are that are in that, and I'm I, I and those are I agree, definitely not relationship goals, definitely not no. zero, no goals to be found in that territory. No. <laughs> uh, the next question: What makes you feel attractive? Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what makes me feel attractive. Just hold your hold your face right there, right there. It's when Tim looks at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure which what makes me feel attractive. As I'm playing my beard, blatantly stroking your beard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. When when someone tells me I have a sweet beard. Yeah. It's my it's my hipster style. I can't quite with the run my finger. I mean, put my finger on it. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be the dumbest, most juvenile thing ever. But it is uh, when I do anywhere between ten and twenty push-ups, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, like, like if, you know what I'm talking about. Because you, you don't you do anything related to like your upper body muscle, and you get that like very slight bulge of your muscles in your arms. Like again, from doing like a nominal amount of work, <laughs> uh, from doing like an absolutely bare minimum amount of work. But like that was the move, and <laughs> I candidly did this when I was like in my early twenties. I'd be going out for a date beforehand. I'd be like, hua, 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 and I'd be like, "Hello," <laughs> and uh, how's it going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's your car parked? There or there? Like, you know, uh, like it was. It was absolutely the most juvenile thing. But like, but that that slight little pump that you get from doing that is like, yeah, man, look at me, a freaking, you know, I'm I'm basically the rock now uh, after doing that. So. Uh, I, I will say that for lack of a, a more mature answer. Uh, what about you guys? Well, for me, it's kind of on the same boat. It's uh, doing about five push-ups, but when somebody comes by saying like 501, yeah. 502. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 me to a T right there. That's what makes me feel the most. Hell attractive. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is my, my beard primarily. I, I feel like if I don't have the beard, I don't look. I don't look good. You look so different without your beard. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah, it's been forever too. Yeah, it's uh, close to ten years since I've been beardless. Mm-hmm. I, I did uh, the 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 maybe about eight years ago. I had a goatee because I screwed up shaving my beard for an interview or trimming my beard for an interview. That I just went with the goatee, and I, it was mm. I I looked like a. Fat Kratos. It was terrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Such a specific image. Wow. And because of that picture, my friends wanted me to cosplay for a convention Fat Kratos, and my Blades of Chaos were going to be two ham hocks. Kratos is the character that got a war guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. For my benefit and also the benefit of the listeners. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a vivid picture. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Ooh. Tim, what makes you feel attractive? Uh, so mine's gonna be a little more crude. Um, <laughs> it's it's a strap in, kids. <laughs> it's it's not, <laughs> but it's close. Um, okay. So uh, honestly, for me, it's uh, when someone grabs my ass or slaps my ass, mm. and it's hilarious because you would think it's just like, oh, that's someone. because of your. Sec- your significant other and it's just like nope so, anyone it's, my, it's one anyone but two it uh except for in the last like 
two, three years, maybe it happens a lot more than you'd think for someone in a committed relationship. It's <laughs> like, that's cool. I'm yeah, going to take man. this positivity and take this home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, it worked well at karaoke and people buying me drinks and I'm like, awesome. Still straight, but I'll take it. <laughs> Your karaoke lifestyle continues to mystify me. Too. Like Dude, just the, 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 adv- the adventures that you would get into at Moss and like everything around the Westchester I, area. I don't is, understand is it. I just don't understand it. Uh, but even, <laughs> even when I was working at Wawa, when uh, we used to get a crowd of the Empire Beauty School students, and like I was, I was like straightening up the soda or something, and one of the girls comes over and slaps my ass. I was like. I'm I'm literally working. <laughs> Am I just a piece of meat to you? What uh, would the health inspector think about this? Right. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that that's me. So, so getting your butt grabbed. Yeah. So someone uh assessing my assets. Getting a, a big old piece of ass, literally. Mm-hmm. Your yes. assets. Yeah. Ah. I chose my words properly. Sean, what makes you feel attractive? You know, it's fun. Funnily enough, the other day. Uh, we Tim were, was I grabbing was, my ass, Tim, and Tim I felt great. Ass, and Listen, I was I like, if I could. "It's a pandemic." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have my mask on. <laughs> well, we were. I was. I was in therapy, and Mary was talking to uh, frequent contributors, John and Emily. Um, oh yeah. And they, after they, with me not there, talked about me having a nice butt, and I was like, I came down, and I was just like, "Hell yeah." <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm into that. So it's it's I guess what makes me feel attractive is someone telling me that some part of me is attractive because I don't find myself attractive. Mm. So that's what it is. Not it's, gonna lie. Not go ahead. Go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. No, that's it. That's all. Finish. Okay. Not gonna lie. I'm probably gonna be checking you two guys out just to see how nice your asses are, uh, because I don't think I've really taken note of that. Listen, go ahead. I don't, you, I don't you think haven't, my you haven't, you haven't, you haven't spent a ton of time. <laughs> Tim has a nice yeah. butt. I don't think I do, but somebody said I did, so now I'm yeah. feeling good about it. <laughs> you do have a nice butt. Thank you. I'm just so You're confused that Rich hasn't spent much of his time staring at his boy's ass. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Look, we, we don't play a lot of sports together, and that's usually when you're taking note of the ass when you slap it good game and stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> Good game, ass. That is probably the only time I've never had my ass slapped was doing sports, and I was perfectly comfortable with that. Uh, It's like, please don't do that to me. Yeah, that was a big football thing. Uh, Fortunately, it didn't carry over to like basketball and stuff. Like, it is not a thing. That was a huge baseball thing. Was everybody had ass slapped? Yeah, Yeah, baseball too. Yeah, Mm. yeah, good old rump slap. And it was apparently it was fine in football because like yeah, because in baseball or football you're wearing like padding or whatever usually. Mm -hmm. So. uh so yeah, it's a little bit different because it's like that little extra cushion. So you're like, no, nah, I'm not doing. It's not flesh on flesh. It's it's different. It's okay because you're like 13 and you're scared about that kind of shit. It's, it's totally okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else make you feel attractive? No. <laughs> Nothing. That someone it. tells me I have pretty eyes. Oh, oh that too. Whenever an older woman, it's always older women. They're always. like, they're like, oh my god, you have such beautiful eyes. I'm like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Like when my, I started at my new job, my boss said something. And I was like, "I mean, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't say that." But also, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I was it's uh, problematic, se- but don't stop. <laughs> senior senior year in high school, my friend's grandmom said that she wanted my hair, and I was like, "Okay, thank you." Like, sure. Yeah. 
No, like her wig is falling apart and she wants your hair. Yeah, she literally <laughs> wants. She said my hair was so nice and soft and 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 thin, and she wanted my hair. And I was like, she okay. She was going to scalp you. Probably. She was the sweetest lady in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to the next question, uh, I, 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 we're gonna stop because we're gonna talk about another podcast that you guys should be listening to. Uh, called the Not My Type Podcast. Now, guys, you know this is a big deal for us to be talking about another podcast on this show because if if if, if I had my druthers, nobody would listen to any other show but Brose. Ever. Uh, it is, in fact, reports can't confirm yet whether or not there are other podcasts besides Brose. Um, but hypothetically, if you were to listen to another podcast that exists, Not My Type should be one of them. Tim, tell me about Not My Type. I mean, much like me, there's a lot of like non-serious conversations about eh, pop culture, some random BuzzFeed style quizzes, mm -hmm. movies, like we sometimes talk about. Sometimes. Uh, but if that sounds like that's kind of up your alley, then you should probably check out Not My Type. Yeah, it's 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 a legit show. Uh, they do great work over there, and new episodes come out each and every Wednesday. So think about this. So Brose, of course, you're listening to the award-winning Brose podcast now. We come out on Tuesday. Uh, you know, of course, Wednesday. Then you get the Not My Type podcast. Boom. Two full work days knocked out because you're just on cloud nine from listening to our fantastic podcast, Tuesday and Wednesday. So and there's from, another one on Thursday that we can plug later. Oh, yeah. We, we, we can discuss them later for sure. I, I don't know who they are yet until the uh, one hour and 10 minute mark of the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for more information about the show... Uh, check out notmytypepod.com. That's notmytypepod.com. They're available on Apple Podcasts and most major podcasting platforms. Uh, good people, Jesse and Ryan, do a great show. So check out notmytypepod.com. Uh, our next question, though. When did you last sing to yourself? And when did you last sing to someone else? Uh, literally all day. I've been singing to myself <laughs> all day long. Yeah, up until like 20 minutes before the show, I was singing to myself. Jenna, Jenna's <laughs> out right now uh, get, picking up something from her from her folks' place. But uh, but I was singing to myself as recently as like 7.40 uh, this evening. <laughs> yeah, my musical ADD has been on high alert all fucking week. And people are just oh, yeah. like, who is singing? It's like me, my bad, didn't notice I was doing it. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing South Pacific again. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, when was the last time you sung? Uh, I was singing to myself today during work. Mm. Singing some Sia, mm, some nice. elast Elastic Heart. Uh, okay, but yeah, I I sing to myself most days. Mm -hmm. I don't know when the last time I sung to someone else though was. That's a long, mm. probably. I mean, Mary has probably been around while I've been singing to myself, but I don't think I've sang to anyone else in a while because of the pandemic. Mm. <laughs> I think it's like happy birthday to someone yesterday. Oh, there you oh, go. Right. There, that's something. I think the last time I sung to someone else, I was singing to my wife. Uh, we we stole away for a a night at the beach, and I brought my guitar and uh, played a couple of songs. And it had been a long while since I had played guitar and sung a couple of them. And uh, but we uh, but we had a nice evening, and I sang a couple of songs that we both knew. So that was probably the last time I sung explicitly for someone else. Nice, nice. That's absolutely adorable. Uh, How about you, me? Hmm. <clears throat> Last time I sung to myself, um, I've had a song stuck in my head for the past like three days, 
at this point in time, I cannot remember what it is. But, like, so I just constantly sing that lyric that's stuck in my head to myself over and over. What is the lyric? Uh, I can't remember. It is Is it Dr. Worm? No, I don't even know what Dr. Worm is. Oh, my God. You're missing out. Uh, I'll have to listen to that on is the break. Is it S-E-X by Nickelback? <laughs> no. No. Just no. No, no it isn't. I, I don't know what I would do if I had Nickelback stuck right, in my back head. Back to the drawing board, then. Uh, but to someone else, um, a little setup. I've been playing this game online called The Forest. And it is a survival... It's a first-person survival horror game. It's not a survival horror. It's a survival horror game. It's, and uh, so you have to like build up your base. And it's like one of those sound, sandboxy games. Uh, one main thing that we've been doing is chopping down logs and trees to get logs to build up our base. So my buddy starts singing, chopping logs, just chopping logs. And he's like, you got to sing that whenever, you, whenever you're cutting wood and chopping logs. So then there I go, chopping logs, just chopping logs to all my buddies. Uh, and then my sister comes downstairs and says, are you singing to yourself? I'm like, no, Anthony and Shawhead are on the other line. <laughs> chopping, chopping logs. logs. <laughs> just yeah. chopping logs. Can you not hear the song? <laughs> Yeah, can you not chopping logs remix? Can, can you not see that I'm literally chopping logs on my computer screen? Come DJ on now, DJ Colin. <laughs> Another log. Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, chopping logs. Dale, Mr. Logwine, yeah. Mr. Mr. Logwine. Oh yeah, that's uh, we we do stupid stuff like that when we're playing games together because gotta pass I mean, the time. During the daytime in that game, there's not a lot going on. You're literally just chopping logs. So you got to pass the time by singing. Mm. Mm -hmm. True. True. Mm -hmm. You can't sing the Lumberjack song every day. No, not at all. (laughs) Um, Our next question. On a scale from one to seven, how are you feeling today? One to seven. Uh, That's a weird scale. Not a scale that I'm familiar with. One to seven is the best scale. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right why it's the is it Likert the best scale? skill and apparently the it's, the, it's the easiest way to get accurate answers from people because it's it's really? the like it's the like somewhat disagree like yeah yeah it's I like get very it. disagree agree somewhat disagree it's that one because then you have mm-hmm. four in the middle as like an actual middle as opposed to between mm-hmm. five and six Hmm. True. True. Okay. So you want like well, if you're just squarely like neutral, then you know you got seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, you, four. You're just, if say. you're feeling just um, just okay. Right, so you're let's go four. four to seven. How you feeling? Right now, I'm feeling probably a five. Doing this, mm. so pretty good. <laughs> Better than I was before doing this. You know, drink some wine, hang out with the boat, the buds, the bros. I I mixed up bros the and buds, the, the bros. bros. You can say Bose. Hanging out with the Bose speakers. Hey, Bo. <laughs> yeah. There's Bo, <laughs> Bo Ridley, Bo Burnham. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with a solid six. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So, like, work wasn't phenomenal, but, like, work is at work. As soon as I left, it was just like, this is mm-hmm. going to be a good day. Yep. How about you, Rich? Uh, So... Throughout the events of this week and such, um, or due to the events of this week and such, my uh, my one to seven 
leading up to the end of work into the before this uh, was at a, like maybe a high two, low three. Mm. Mm-hmm. But during this, and then re- and also realizing I've got a long weekend, yay bank holidays. Hell yeah, uh, I'm at I'm at about a four. I'm at Thanks, President four. Thomas Lincoln Washington. <laughs> so yeah, okay. a four, four. Yeah. I am at a five for similar reasons to Sean. Like it was been a, it's been a challenging week ultimately, but uh, but look, it's done. We got three days off. I'm hanging with my bros, getting some wine in me. Looking forward to a nice Valentine's Day weekend with my wife. Uh, got Monday off. Take care of some stuff. Get to decompress a little bit before getting back into the work week. So in spite of a a, a rough week and a challenging week, uh, I'm cresting at the – you know, I'm cresting at the right time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting my stride right when I need to, right when I'm about to have like 72 uninterrupted hours uh, you know, just to just to myself, just me and my wife, and uh, it's it's gonna be a good time. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know what? As I'm talking, I'm talking myself into a five and a half. I'm talking myself <laughs> into a five and a half. Slowly ramping up here. Yeah, I'm slowly <laughs> ramping up. By the end of the episode, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna eight, baby. Like I'm, I'm gonna be like just wild and out by the end of the show. <laughs> off the charts. Off the charts. Yeah. Me, me. When, when eight is off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> These ones me. go to eight. Me and my uh, my gaming buddies who I play the forest with, uh, re- we realized we didn't really celebrate anybody's birthdays last year because, you know, COVID. Mm. So uh, we're having a uh, birthday rewind ex- a blowout tomorrow, and we're just supposed to be celebrating everybody's birthdays while playing games tomorrow. That's a great idea. Everybody's birthdays from last year while playing games tomorrow. So That's a good idea. Good idea. Yeah. It's getting up there. Excellent, man. Excellent. Um, our next question, then. Husbands, what do you admire most? About your significant other. What do you admire most about your significant other? Oh, so much. As I admire so many things. Alright. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, though, what I admire most... I think her commitment to... the Her field in, in terms of, like... Like, she, she just passed her board, so congratulations, Mary. So Congratulations! Oh yeah, board certified behavior awesome. analyst, and like I, I really admire that she found something that she loves, and something that's like genuinely a good in the world, and then she's just committed herself to it, and you know, that's something I think to be lauded, and I, you know, I appreciate the hell out of that, that kind of knowing what she wants and going after it, that. I really admire that because I don't have that. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Compromise. That doesn't mean I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll compromise. Sure. I was just, just taking it down, taking it down. Like, yeah. it, similarly, like, I, I admire like my, my wife's commitment. The one thing that frustrates my wife more than anything related to her job is she's like, this is the right thing to do. Why is nobody doing it? Like, this is the right thing to do for the patient. Uh, this is the right way to do things. This is the proper, you know, channels to do it. Why is nobody doing it? And the, I, I think that's what I admire most about her is like, there are, she works in the healthcare system and, you know, in any field, whether it's, you know, your know, healthcare, finance, you know, uh, whatever it is, service, whatever it might be, you know, there are 
there are the, there's the right way to do things and then there's the way that is commonly established to do things. Like the right thing to do in a lot of cases is not the same thing as what is done typically because it's either against policy or it's, you know, it's too hard or something like that. And it drives her crazy when like a coworker of hers just like forgets to pick up a shipment. And so therefore like medicine doesn't get to a patient and, you know, then you know, she then then it's like, well, that screws up the whole day, and it's you know the, now the patient's like waiting for for medicine, like that that kind of stuff. It's obviously hugely important in in healthcare, but it's you know just just attention to detail and realizing like this is the right thing to do, and it you know I'm going to do it, like I am going to, you know I I am in this instance I'm going to be selfless and I'm just gonna you know somebody else drop the slack so I'm going to pick it up. Like, you know, whether that's coming in on a weekend, whether that's getting on the phone at nine o'clock at night, you know, she is committed to being like, I'm going to make this right um, because A, otherwise I'm going to have to deal with it in the morning. But B, like, like this is just it's it's wrong. Like, it's the wrong thing to do. So I, I think that that commitment and that that belief, I, I'm, I'm blanking on words now, but like that that steadfast commitment to the idea, like I am doing this the right way. And not uncompromising, like if, if she gets feedback, she gets feedback, but like uncompromising in the sense like I know this is the right thing to do. My boss knows this is the right thing to do. And instead of just assuming that people are not going to do the right thing, I'm going to pick up the slack. I'm going to force people to do the right thing. I'm going to hold people accountable. So I, I admire that. I admire that part of her that, that does not do the thing that you see a lot of people do in the office, which is just like, yeah, you know, we're supposed to do this, you know, we're supposed to get this report out by the end of the week, but we'll get it out on Wednesday. You know, we'll just deal with it next week. Like just making, doing the easy way out. She does not take the easy way out at her job. And I admire that a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you, Tim? What do you admire most about your significant other? And trying to think of how to put it into words other than just saying she's got such a big heart. Yeah. Um and I I guess the closest way of describing it is her her faith in people. Not her faith in humanity, but her faith in people specifically. Specific people. <laughs> uh well I would say not necessarily her faith in humanity as a whole, because I mean, she's not blind. She knows what news is, and it's just like <laughs> this concerns me and this is scary but her general her general faith in people and always looking for the best and hoping for the best in everyone and i just i i admire that because it's something that i definitely don't have uh which is a little sad i guess hmm. uh i'm in many ways i'm very cynical <laughs> as a lot of people have become as they get older. It's just like, ah, but I, I love that she hasn't lost that faith and hope. And that's fantastic. We I mean, kind of need that yin and yang too, because like if, if you're both just like relentlessly optimistic about life or, or, you know, then, you know, you run the risk of, of getting burned by somebody. You, you sort of have that yin and yang because like that conversely, if you're just cynical all the time, you know, then you're never, you know, you're not going to have any relationships. You're not going to be happy. You know, you're going to probably just think the worst of people at all times. You have that yin and yang, you get dragged to the middle and then you're like, oh man, you know, we're not getting, you know, we're not getting hurt by people. And we have like good, happy, you know, relationships with the people that are closest to us. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
what I admire most is uh, mm. her the commitment to her field, commitment to her patients, and she's just got a big heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, sounds is it, like is a it Nurse Joy? An... Is it Nurse Joy? <laughs> I, hmm. I I literally just just what, just down. Sean, Sean, what was oh, uh, Sean, what was the thing you said about Mary? <laughs> it was Nurse Joy. It's hmm. almost like we had the same wine. Yeah, no, geez. same exact <laughs> wine. Wait, wait, what was, what was your wine called? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's, man. That's, <laughs> it should that's... have been a farmer because I know how to milk a bit dry. Uh... <laughs> uh, those those are awesome qualities to admire in all of your significant others. I mean, if they weren't good qualities to admire, I wouldn't say it outright, but those are definitely some awesome qualities to admire. <laughs> the thing I love most about my wife is the biker gang she's part of. <laughs> There's some great dudes. The way the way that she can spittoon into a into a kettle. Oh no. <laughs> her, her 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 addiction her addiction to chew. Yeah, that is Yeah, I know. <laughs> her, her like her, her closet full of like empty skull containers. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, our next question, uh, the penultimate question. Besides romantic love, what are some other important types of love? I mean, we kind of already touched on this platonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's friendship mm-hmm. love, guy family, love, family love, family mm-hmm. love, bro love. Mm-hmm. Yes, guy love and bro love, two different things. Uh, <laughs> Help. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're just slapping each other's asses, are they that different? <laughs> <laughs> like, nice ass, bro. Yeah, yeah. bro, right back yeah. at you, bro. <laughs> I do think there's an element of familial love, and I know it, they, everybody has a different relationship with their family. Um, and you know, I, I've I've been very fortunate in that I, I feel like I have a very good relationship with my family and, and a very like caring and loving one. But I do think that's a familial thing where like even if you have a member of your family that just like drives you crazy or if you remember your family that you fundamentally disagree with, there's like, there is an element of, it's like respectful love, I guess mm-hmm. is sort of the best way I can put it, where it's like, look, you're, uh, you and Almost I don't. like a reverence. Yeah, like you're not on the same level, like, like you're not in the, you know, you're not on the same level as far as like your worldview or uh, what have you, but like, hey, you were responsible in like forming me in some way. Like you were, you were a, you, you are my blood in some capacity or, or maybe you're not, but like you are my family in some way and you are responsible for forming me and forming the kind of person that I am, uh, whether it's in a positive way or in a, Hey, I don't want to do what this person's doing kind of way. Um, so I think that there's a familial aspect to it, regardless of, of how close you are with your family. I think there's, there is a respect that is, is a form of love. I, maybe I'm stretching a little bit there, but like I, I do think that that's, there's an element of importance to that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, me and my brother, we disagree on so much. Mm-hmm. So many different viewpoints in the world and so many different like things that he does or says that I don't agree with and that he would argue against me that like I shouldn't have to worry about that kind of things. But like after all that, me and him can argue about it five minutes later we'll be we'll, we'll, we'll still be buddies we'll still be close i might not disagree i might not agree with him on those things but at least he heard me out and then we we get back to being family and and the brotherly love that we have for each other mm-hmm. and then same with me and my sister we argue non-stop and she's always flipping me off like she is right now yeah uh literally uh, <laughs> but, a, I but a loving flip off yes a very she caring just, bird. She just, she just gagged. She just gagged as, as I said that. 
Sean, what's some other kinds of uh, love that are important? Oh, it's hard. You guys hit so many of them. <laughs> what, am, um, what, what, do, what do I have left? What do I have left? Well, there's, there's like, love for passion. Yeah, there's there's that there's love for things. Yeah, the, there's lo- love for inanimate objects or like like I love my guitar and I or rather I love playing my guitar. And so I have like I have that kind of love. Mm-hmm. So and that's I think good for I don't know. It's just good for your mental health to have something some sort of activity that you genuinely love doing to get your head out of all the stuff that you probably don't like to do that you have to do to get through your week or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and that can be what you do for a career or something you do outside of work. I've worked in finance almost my whole career, basically. And I know people who just love finance. They love banking. And they just, they love that kind of stuff. And they love the numbers. <laughs> or they love, like, the people management. Or they it's like, you know, I, you know, listen, uh, more power to them. Um, but then there are other people who their career is a means to allow them to do what they love. You know, the, the, they they do the banking stuff during the day. So that night they can go and, and play music in a cover band or, you know, go like grope and jar their own pickles or, you know, just, just to do like off the wall stuff that they are just passionate about. Um, and, being able to, you know, putting in the nine to five allows them to pursue that in the off hours. So I think having something to look forward to that you are passionate about, whether it's research, whether it's creating something, whether it's, you know, uh, whatever it is, I think that kind of love is important to have something that that drives you on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Totes. Mm-hmm. Any other types of love that are important? Non-romantic? I think we touched on all, if not most of them, we I can't really think them. of any new ones. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked a lot well, about well, it in the first question. Yeah, we did. We're all about love here on the Brose Podcast. Mm-hmm. And speaking of love, we're going to turn now to a game that we all know and we all love. It's the Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game. Ding, 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 ding. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to open up addendum number one. If you have listened to our show before, uh, you know this game very well. But if for whatever reason you're just joining us for the first time, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, uh, the Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game is where we take a look at an item that was appraised on the PBS show Antiques Roadshow. And we try to guess what that item is, what it was used for, and how much it is worth. Uh, it's America's game. It is sweeping the nation. Uh, and I'm going to ask mm-hmm. Tim Hansen to describe what this lovely piece of work is that we're looking at today. (laughs) Okay, so we're clearly looking at a ring. Generally, the top of the ring is heart-shaped. In the center of the hearts are two what appear to be monkey faces carved of two different types of stone. The one on the left looks like it might be opal. Not quite sure what the one on the right is. Uh, They don't quite make the whole heart shape, and at the bottom is a... uh, Green stone, which doesn't quite look like an emerald, but I could be wrong. Could and it then be around jade, maybe. Nah, it's no, too clear it's to be too jade. Clear for jade. Too light. Um, and then crystals going around the outside, left side being some sort of purple stone, and then the right side being uh, some sort of clear stone. I don't think that, except for that opal, because I don't know of too many synthetic or like fake opal materials. Unless it's a lab-created synthetic opal. I think that might be real. 
but I don't know that the, any of the others are precious stones. It seems they're just so irregularly shaped. It seems quite old to be a synthetic opal, like that. They yeah. have that. Yeah. Um, boy. So it's a ring. It's very it's, evidently a ring. So what kind of ring? What's the significance of this ring? It's a like it's like a his and hers ring is the way I'm interpreting what I'm seeing. Uh, because, it's, like you said, the purple on the one side, the clear on the other. See, I was looking like, at as like the comedy and tragedy uh, masks, <laughs> like the uh, the, yeah. the Shakespearean John. But they're both uh, smiling. So it's a wedding well, ring. Oh, oh. damn! <laughs> damn, got him. Valentine's Day episode over. Um, yeah, I, that's that's kind of what I'm rolling with. I know that. I mean, they're I'm just trying to figure out why smiling. they monkeys. I don't know. Why are they I mean, both monkeys? Why is one like quartz? I, I honestly, <laughs> when I when I first saw it, Tim, I didn't see monkeys. I just saw faces. But the more you said monkeys, like I closed in on the. Uh, yeah, you got to look the, at the nose the, and the, the mouth. Nose and it was yeah, it does. It. it I don't. The one on the is, left looks more like that than the more on the the one on the right just looks like a weird looking dude. Yeah, this is Jane Goodall. So you can see right? the detail easier now. Jane Goodall, Goodall. dude, that might actually not be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It does look like it's handmade and not mass-produced because of one, if it was mass-produced, no way in hell would they have had a unsymmetrical color pattern for the rings on the outside since there's that one extra purple that's going up on the right. Yeah, No way in hell that would have flied. Is there one extra clear one on the... There's one extra clear one, though. No, there's not. It's right in the center. Yeah. There's like a slight tint of purple. Purple. Yeah. Not if that, anything, that one looks almost like a cross, but that could just be because the clear is and uh, the yeah, angle I, I, it's going to get light refraction or reflection from yeah. the stone next to it. It's because there's yeah, little flickers of purple throughout the the right side too, so it could just be the way that the the light's hitting it. Um. All right. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna go with like something akin to comedy and tragedy. Um. What do you guys think this item is worth? This ring. This if it's ring. real, like that, it looks fake, but it also looks so old. I don't know when they started using fake stones. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, if this is real, this is all, these are all precious gems. Even if it's not the best, it's still mm-hmm. like worth a lot of money just based on the stones that are in it. So I'm going to say this is yeah. worth $8,000. That's not a I, bad guess. I was going to go seven five. Yeah, I I was thinking somewhere in the ten to eleven thousand, so I'll go ten five. I did enough shopping for wedding rings that were out of my price range to know <laughs> what uh what those sort of gems would be roughly worth in today's market. Uh, so I will go with fifteen grand uh for this ring. All right, now Rich, you jumped in here and you want to be part of the Brose players this week. Yes, who wants I, to I get in be... there with Rich? Not all at once, kids. Uh, I'll do it. Oh, that'll do it. Good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'll get in there. So, Rich, you want to be appraiser, or do you want to be the uh, the appraisee? I'll, I'll be I'll be guest. All right. So, Rich is gonna be the guest. I'll be the appraiser. And action. All I know about it is it belonged to my aunt, to an aunt of my mom who had no children, and so passed on her goodies to various nieces and nephews. She was a wealthy woman who traveled to Europe a great deal. She was glamorous. So then it came to me, and I've always been fascinated with it. And how long have you had the ring? Probably since the 1950s. 
So you think she probably acquired it sometime then or, or earlier? Oh, I think much earlier. I'm pretty sure. All right. It's a really lovely, lovely example of what we call a heart ring or a sweetheart ring. And it's a Georgian ring, so it comes from England. Uh, or excuse me, uh, Georgian? Yeah, Georgian. Mm -hmm. uh, the piece dates anywhere from about 1840 to maybe 1850 or 1855, thereabouts. <laughs> And so it has this classic heart-shaped motif. Sometimes they're called lover's rings or betrothal rings. So it's like two hearts, the hearts coming together. And it's not unusual for someone to have the stones that are in the center here to be the birthstones of the couple. But what's unusual about your particular item here is that instead of a birthstone, it has these two small carved cameos. One is carved opal and the other is carved hardstone. The interesting thing about this is that it normally we see portraitures or faces or sometimes the man and the moon as the subject matter this has a pair of monkey faces <laughs> i have to say when i saw this i was just blown away only because not only was it so interesting but it's so rare it has this great bit of whimsy to it it was obviously a custom piece and if we turn the ring a little bit we can also see that it's surrounded by emeralds and rubies and the back of the piece, is too, is quite extraordinary. It has this beautiful fluted background behind it as well, which is very typical of Georgian rings. This is incredibly rare. I have never seen one like this. My other fellow appraisers have never seen one like this either, and we all agree it's, a, it's sort of the bee's knees in terms of... <laughs> or the monkey's uncles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm the monkey's uncle. And so in terms of a replacement value, if you went into a very good estate jewelry shop, you could expect to pay close to $20,000 for this. I know, this is remarkable. Heavens! This is one of the most interesting pieces I've seen on the roadshow in a long time. <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. It's monkey time. <laughs> I'm a little verklempt. <laughs> I'll never wear it again. Just be more careful when you wear it, that's all. <laughs> yeah. It's monkey talk, <laughs> everyone. Mary, Mary when she, she was like, the transcript for this is chef's kiss. She was like, mwah. She was just like, <laughs> it's uh, monkey like, right. what, what, what the hell is verklempt? Verklempt. Oh, uh, um, boy. It's, it, it, you're like tense and she's like, ah. Yeah. Okay. That's always been. I always think of uh, Mike Myers' coffee talk from SNL. For Klempt. I'm I'm getting a bit for Klempt talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did anyone have higher than fifteen grand? Because otherwise, I win nope. this one. No, no, no that was all you. you uh, I assume some of those were fake stones. As soon as it said eighteen hundred, eighteen fifties, I was like, nope, I got fucked. Uh, boy. <laughs> wow. Freaking opal and hardstone. It's a nice, interesting looking ring. Uh, you got it though on the the monkey thing, Tim. Two monkeys That's and the opal and the opal. You nailed the I opal. I know an well. opal. Yeah, <laughs> Tim knows his opal, man. Let me tell you, it's <laughs> it's monkey time, guys. It is in time. fact monkey time. Uh, and in fact, that's actually the last question that we have. Uh, does anyone have a closing font or a take they'd like to wrap this episode with? Uh, I, I got to take. Few. I know we got a few bubbling. We it was a <laughs> hot topic here in the uh, in the Brose group chat earlier this week. <laughs> just like how overflowing with takes we were. So Tim, I got to take. No, I've got to take. Why don't we? No, uh, I've got to take. <laughs> why don't we? I've got to take. Let's take a no, trip I'm to the Spartacus. house of Hanson to start this one. <laughs> All right. So in these pandemic times, clearly our easiest escape is to the world of streamed media. 
which is uh, vast in its quality and yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I didn't come up with any talk up for the <laughs> beginning of this, but essentially, uh, I just want to come out because my Facebook over the last month has just been blowing up with people losing their fucking minds over WandaVision. The moment you said streaming media, I know this is going to turn to WandaVision. <laughs> uh, so my take is... I see he agrees. He completely agrees with me that uh, WandaVision is not amazing. Knock it off. It, I'm not saying it's a bad show. It no could spoilers. be argued that it... It could be argued that it is a bad show, in my opinion. I won't say it is, but everyone is talking about how amazing this show is, and they've been doing so since episode two. Uh, so now that Richie's back, or is about to be back, never mind. I don't know. Uh, so essentially, I don't understand, and everybody's responses are like, well, this was amazing, and this was amazing, and this was amazing. And it's like, no, it it's fine. It's it's okay. But for and this is a hard conversation to have without spoilers, but essentially you. you're dropped into a world that it's like, I know about these two characters. What the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And instead of like giving you a hint of anything that's going on, they're just like, here's another question, and here's another question, and another, and another, and another. Uh, and if you know nothing about the show, then you don't know shit. So essentially, I don't understand why everyone's raving about how amazing it is. It does a great job of paying homage and its unique style to the different uh, eras of tele- television sitcoms. I think they do that very, very well. I think that was a unique idea. But overall, the pacing is terrible, in my opinion. Uh, it's super slow doesn't explain enough and now like fourth fifth episode they're finally like okay now there's finally grounding for this show to build off of but so far most of the big twists if you know anything about marvel it's just like not a surprise not a surprise and so far the only genuine surprise was more of a but why that then like uh like oh my god it was just kind of like but but why uh, so it's a fine show. It's not amazing. And <laughs> I think this is evidence of the uh, Marvel fandom blowing things up and saying that Marvel can do no wrong. I, I, we had this discussion on Facebook. We did. We did. And I would... I, 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 I am just... I am inclined to say you are allowed mm. to not think it's as amazing just as much as others are allowed to think it's amazing. I I think it's a great show. I love the intrigue that it brought. Uh, the, the question after question after question that you brought up. Like, the first three episodes has a lot of different things and a lot of different subtleties that you don't notice. Uh, and, but, like, make it, like, so cool. For instance when it goes from the credits to the true final scene of episode one, the aspect ratio changes. Yeah. It goes from full screen to widescreen, which like that's like something small and subtle. That's like a really cool, like detail that they put into it. Oh, this, uh, the stylization is very good. Uh, and uh, the thematic and core, uh, cinematography 
is very good. I think they do great jobs with that. A, a lot of the people who are blowing this out of the water. I, I love the show. I think it's fantastic. I'm super. I was pulled in from day one. Um, I it is exactly what I ha- I was expecting. It was it was the first three episodes were weird and had so many questions. The fourth episode answered a good number of those questions, and I I I personally didn't like how they like made the first three basically part of like without spoiling it I, I i don't like how they did the first three and then episode four like i like how like they the timeline or the transition i like how they did episode five and six i really liked the first three i thought the fourth one because of how they did it like i wish they had just instead just done like only one episode build up before they did things like episode five and six if you get one i completely agree uh, but and i l- because- I loved so. the fir- I I'm just saying I loved the first 3. I personally thought the fourth one was kind of it's my least favorite episode. Um but a lot of the Marvel fans out there are going batshit crazy because of all the references they're taking to the comic books. For instance, you've seen in the trailers that Wanda's pregnant. She has twins. Uh, some people are freaking out that their twins' names are the same names as they had in the comic book when Wanda and Vision had a family, and that the the they have a dog at one point. The dog's name is the same name that the dog had in the comic books. Oh my god, this is amazing! I'm like, that's obviously they're going to do that. That's not a surprise. But like, look more into it. Watch the thing. Like the little different, like the glitches and things that happen in a show. That's what's really pulling me. Like in, I believe it was in episode three at one point, the screen cuts to black and then resets the scene. I thought my internet fucked up. And then I realized immediately after, oh shit, that's part of the show. And that was really cool that they did that. Hmm. So like, I, 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 I disagree with your opinion, but I uh, agree that you're allowed to have that opinion. Good, good. Uh, I will jump in here and say that that you're allowed to have an opinion. I'll yeah. jump in here and say I see. I think I've uh, did, did new ep- did a new episode of the show come out today or this, this yeah. morning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So that's the only one we haven't watched yet. Uh, we watched the 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 duration of the series that was available last weekend. Um, and my my uh, my follow up on that is Tim's take is correct. Um, and Rich, I disagree in that you are actually <laughs> barred by law from having your opinion that the show is good. Uh, <laughs> So uh, the feds will be there momentarily, uh, executing a no-knock warrant uh, to to take you away for this bit. And and a lo- and a large part of why I think it's the, the pacing is relying on people like we're gonna watch it because we want to know what happens and how this ties into the rest of the MCU. That's why people are watching this, not because it's an amazing show. That's the only reason I made it past the first episode. I watched the first episode and went, "What the fuck was that?" Uh and like, yes, I got a lot of the references. I got a lot of the jokes. And it's like, all right, I have an idea of what's happening with this show in general. But at the same time, uh, the, there's no grounding. But the, the the expectation was like, okay, episode two should elaborate on a lot of these things. And then episode two, because of the stylization of the show, is just like, did episode one not happen? This is a completely. I almost think it would work better as like a series of bits. Like if it was just like yeah, it's a bit. As opposed to like okay, this is a, you know, again, again, we're we're trying not to be spoilers here on this pot in the show, but like you know, instead of having like these two like 
realms essentially it's but most people are like you know what wouldn't it be funny if we just put these right. you know wanda and and put scarlet witch and vision in you know a bunch of sitcoms let's and, see what happens it's almost like a like a dorkly bit from back in the day when that was still a website yeah. and, and that's that's how they originally advertised it was wanda and vision in these mm-hmm. different sitcom eras like wanda you they, got some splaining to do <laughs> pretty much like they I, it, prior to the cup first couple of episodes airing they i don't recall them ever advertising this to be it is a lead-in potentially a lead-in to doctor strange and the multiverse of madness that comes out in two years but like they always advertise this as wanda envisions home life in a sitcom in in a sitcom homage Mm. so like when when i saw the first two episodes like the intrigue of that final scene in the first episode of like what is that and what's going on with that and like like the credits rolling and and the and things like that going on like this is interesting like why why is that happening Mm. that's what pulled me in like i i went into this only knowing that this was them in a sitcom and not knowing that there was going to be anything outside of the sitcom. Yeah. Uh, I'm just stoked that uh, the woman from Two Broke Girls has a new job. Well, like, she's, been fi- MC- she's been in the MCU since Thor 1, so. Yeah, but that movie doesn't exist. I never saw it, so. Uh, well, she was- <laughs> I didn't see it. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Nana, nana, boo, boo. Yeah, well, yeah. T- Tim, Tim didn't have object permanence in, in high school. Matt doesn't have object permanence in. Uh, in, in well, it can't be object permanence if I never saw movie. it in the first place. Like, it's not like it disappeared from my field of view. It never entered my field of view. It's sort of like the moon and how we never landed on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, hot so, take. No, that's. So, so I guess that's, that's also like. In your description of those, you're like, this is interesting. This is interesting. I will agree those things are interesting. I will disagree that it is developing genuine intrigue. Because to me, intrigue is like pulling you in. And the only way that it even remotely kind of reaches to that is if you're already invested in the universe. Hmm. And you have to have that background knowledge. Without background knowledge, this show makes no sense. And he, and and until episode three or four, and then it still only kind of, sort of makes sense. I think it would have been better if they did rather because you already said the transition between the first three and that episode, which mm-hmm. is where I finally is like, okay, this show makes sense now. Um, it was a weird transition. Completely agree. There should have been, even if it was just a gradual, and like yes, there are hints of it. But it's not enough to still give you any sort of grounding, and if anything, throws you further into confusion. Like so, if there had been like a little bit here, and a little bit there, and a little bit there, and a little bit there, rather than like, all right, now this episode is essentially going to be background story for the other three, but yeah. also at the same time as the other three. Like, yeah, it's like, weird. I, I I totally agree and get it because the reason I hated episode four is because at the end of episode four, you did not progress at all in the storyline. You ended episode four at the same exact point you ended episode three. I agree, but and they had so, to because of how they set the yeah, rest of the show up. And they, they had to do it that way, but like I, I, I do wish that maybe instead of 
having it split, like maybe they could have had the final scene in the first episode and then maybe one or two outer hex scenes in the second episode. And then like maybe do a flashback during the flashes. They could have done it differently to make the pacing better for like me personally. I, me personally, I didn't hate the pacing. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I was having a blast with the, the sitcom style, but for those for a lot of people that I know, that saw the first episode and said, I don't need to watch I Love Lucy again. They could have done a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, you just said both sides of the point. So you're like, I think they could have done better with the pacing, but I like the pacing. It's ultimately like, Like, it sounds like, eh. it sounds like ultimately is like whether you like, it's how much you care about that stuff. Like, I think if you're fully like from what the two of you are saying, and I am, you know, I've watched the first couple episodes of this show as well. Basically, if you're invested in the Marvel universe and you've decided I would like to wa- I would like to like this show, like you're gonna like the show. Um, and you know, T- Tim's got some more structural issues with it, but you know, it's it's a fine show. Basically, Rich it sounds like you would recommend the show. Tim is like, you know, it I, is whatever. If you if you yeah. if you want to know everything and you're looking at like, because there's no way Marvel doesn't tie this back into something, regardless of how the standalone they say this is going to be, or if it's only going to tie into this one show. I call BS because that's what Marvel does mm-hmm. or has been doing with this iteration of the MCU. Uh, so I would still recommend watching it. Just don't, I'm not hyping anyone up for it. It, it. it Just like every other sitcom and show within the past 10 years, the first season's hard to get through. Well, the first season in this is per se the first three to four episodes. I find myself slowly approaching that point i I think i've mentioned it on the show where uh when i hit the fifth harry potter book and all at once in the middle of the book i was like oh i don't care i don't care and i just closed the book (laughs) like i I feel myself slowly approaching that with the marvel universe and like look i i I like the movies i've seen well enough but like they talk they were talking about like doing like uh like ryan coogler was doing like you know stories from wakanda like a black panther thing and i'm like you know i'd like black panther well enough like i i'm good with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm good with the Black Panther that I've seen. I know they're going to do other stuff, and I know they've got to try and set things up now because because uh, Chadwick Boseman's no longer with us. But like, I'm, I'm approaching that point with Marvel where I'm just like, all right, I got it. Like, I've, I've seen enough. I've, I've mm-hmm. got it all. Like, and, and you know, if you're if you're further invested in it, and you want to continue. You, know, you want to delve into the, the 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 nooks and crannies of the universe. Listen, you know, do you do you? But like, I'm. I'm WandaVision is fine. Like it's it's something to watch. We've been stuck inside for twelve fucking months, so sure. <laughs> uh, but like it, it's no longer like you know the new Thor. I will I will see the new Thor that is supposed to have Natalie Portman in it. Uh, we will see that because that looks kind of interesting. And I'm always a yeah. sucker for anything that's like blatantly referencing like eighties uh, aesthetics. But otherwise, like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sort of at my my saturation point with Marvel stuff. My fingers are crossed for Blood and Thunder that uh, he is uh, he's still fat. Fingers is it Blood and Thunder or Love and Thunder? Love and, Love and, Love and Thunder. Thunder. Blood Love and Thunder is a Mastodon <laughs> song and it fucking yeah. rips. That's, that's yeah. a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, what's your take on this? Oh yeah. Man, let me tell you about WandaVision, which I have not even turned on. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so it seems it seems interesting, and uh, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> You guys have very strong opinions about a show I you have heard not. Heard here watched. first. 
so uh, you heard it here first. It's got things. Yeah. It's it has stuff in I just it. want Sean to, Sean to swing for the fences. Like <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> it's the worst show ever made. Fight me. I refuse. I refuse. Uh, Sean, if people want to find out more of your scintillating, <laughs> if you want to find oh, more of your Wanda, scintillating WandaVision takes on Twitter, Wanda where can they find you? From here on out, all right? So for my hot <laughs> WandaVision takes, at hey, it's SOB. There's a... <laughs> uh, somebody on WIP would... Uh, would like rip on uh game of thrones because like, he, he just had the generic like oh game of thrones is for dorks take or something but like which was like the most simplistic like knuckle dragon kind of take you could have but he would also just randomly reference the white wedding or the red wedding the red uh wedding. the randomly throughout like you know oh yeah game of thrones the finale's tonight and uh oh the red wedding man Anyway, we're going to the phones. It's uh, 609. <laughs> uh, so so Sh- Sean can do that for uh, for WandaVision. Just tweet about it constantly. Uh, Rich, where can they find you on Twitter? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. Facebook at Brose podcast. And on Instagram at brose underscore podcast you can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold like apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud and tune in and if you have a question you want us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com special thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling all of our questions each and every week to shannon vogel who designed our world famous logo you can find shannon's work at shannon vogel photography on facebook that's v-o-g-e-l or on etsy.com and our theme music is when by steven siebert you can listen to his work at the free music archive it's that time ladies and gentlemen go grab a cable because it's time to plug baby rich what's going on with podquest <laughs> Uh, check out podcast and nerdy round table where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. Uh, I can really only plug the things that I know I'm doing this weekend. Cause I can't remember if there's any big news is going on. Uh, but, uh, we could be talking about man eater, uh, 1992's Godzilla vs. Mothra. And if I beat man eater in time, probably resident evil seven, who knows? No talk about uh super Mario 3d world plus Bowser's fury. I have not gotten that, Neither have I. but I might get it. I haven't decided if I'm going to get that or not. Neither have I. I uh, finally, after months of telling myself I was going to do it, I finally uh, succumbed and bought Fire Emblem Three Houses last week, and I nice. fucking love it. Fire Emblem is such a good series. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, this is the first one I played. This is the first one I've gotten uh, an actual hold of to play, and I do not regret it. Uh, yeah. Sean. What about you? If they want, if people see you, you want to uh, see me frisbees? frisbees? You want to see me frisbees? Good. OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. I've been kind of slacking recently, uh, but now it's okay that I've been slacking because it's been so snowy and I don't want to lose my Frisbees, guys. What do you expect? (laughs) I'm not made of money here. (laughs) Or Frisbees. Or Frisbees. If you were made of Frisbees, that'd be weird. (laughs) I would love a video of you on the Frisbee website of you just like explaining why you haven't been doing videos. Like, yo, it's cold. Out. I can't see the frisbees. You're like smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> I love every time Sean goes to plug his stuff, and he's just, he just sounds like a uh, Rick and Morty. Like, oh, you want a real fake toy? I got a, I got a real fake toy. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a real fake toy. If you need a real fake toy. This year, eat my sandwich, enjoying a fake door. <laughs> um.
Uh, and Tim and I want to talk to you about a couple of our friends. Uh, the Person in Person podcast. Uh, the best news that the news has to offer. Uh, Tim, what do you like the most about the Person in Person podcast? Uh, their puns are phenomenal. Their introduction of uh, the emotional weather just like hits me right, right in the feels. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned some interesting de-escalation uh, protocols for if you need to keep a robber on scene and you have a mouth. <laughs> and that's the end of that story for now. So uh, you're going to just have to listen, guys. <laughs> so that's and the gals. Person End Person podcast. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, among many other podcasting platforms. And again, a reminder, the Not My Type podcast as well. If you like all of the nonsense uh, that we spew about pop culture and the like on this show, you will love the Not My Type podcast. Check it out at notmytypepod.com. That's it, guys. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Ciao. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. It's monkey time. (laughs) 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 My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you that it is indeed monkey time. And to be smart about being stupid, stupid. (laughs) Mm-hmm.